Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Chris. Booyah, 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 booyah. How are you now, Chris? <laughs> we're, we're well. We'll talk a little bit about Game of Thrones, I, but not because because I watch it because, because I we, never have. Yeah, but not be not be not the way you guys think. We'll talk about it. Um, also, what's up with everybody attacking people who have never watched the show? Like you're mad that your show ended, like horrifically apparently, and why are you attacking me? I didn't do nothing. It's um. It's a. Uh, I have a lot of theories, and I, I don't know if they're worth digging into in this podcast. No, because um, it's, it's but it's not a. But my main theory is that Game of Thrones is a very widely accepted nerdy thing, uh-huh. and a lot of people that are not used to being disappointed by nerdy things ended up liking Game of Thrones. Ah, it's a lot like okay. it's it's a lot like the people that eventually got disappointed by like Walking Dead. Yes. It's like, okay, it's it got widely accepted by people that weren't used to like you know, the ending of Angel or yeah. <laughs> like, you know, other other nerdy things that you know, they might not have watched before. And so, you know, it's just it's it's interesting when something so widely accepted ends up turning so wildly against itself. And um, let's be honest, a lot, a of, lot, sh- a lot of shows do end. <laughs> a lot of shows do end bad. I'd say probably fifty percent of you know, shows. It's funny, we can say shows, but also we can throw out like you know, just like game franchises. Dude. Um like Mass Effect, a lot of people were very upset with Mass Effect's ending. Um, and then Andro- a lot of people didn't like Andromeda either. Yeah, people didn't like Andromeda. Um I mean there was some people I know that weren't happy with Halo 3's ending. Um, I was huh. fine with it. Yeah, I liked Halo 3's ending. Um, but, you know, it's... I don't know. Gaming franchises, you know, similar to TV in that aspect, I guess. When a, when a big one ends, um, it always seems that there is a subsect of people that are not going to be pleased. Yeah, that makes sense. But this was a... Uh... Seems like more of a vast majority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I definitely part of the cultural zeitgeist. I, I, I think it's fun though. I, I like seeing a lot of discourse, um, especially when it comes to fantasy stuff. Because I, I always feel like more people need to like this kind of stuff. No, yeah, that makes sense. So, I have been playing a weird video game, Chris. Okay. And a video game that I... It's not usually the kind of video game I'd play. Um, As you know, I tried Wolfenstein 1 and 2 multiple Mm -hmm. times. And I got about a quarter to halfway through, and I was like, okay, this just isn't for me. And I tried, because I really do like the aesthetic. Some of the gameplay is really good. But um, after a while, it becomes like, it's just not my vibe. And so I went out and bought, and uh, it's because the gameplay trailer that that launched the day before the game did really hooked me. Okay. And I I bought Rage 2. Yes. Yep. And I am playing through that game right now. I am pretty leveled up. I... 
it's it's a weird game, man, because oh, yeah. it's it plays like Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. but it's got way more RPG elements to it. Yes, like way more, and it seems like a game I should be able to play with a friend, but there's mm-hmm. no multiplayer. Yeah. And it also is a game that doesn't do a great job of telling me what things are around me. Uh-huh. Like, if I'm in the first... So it seems as if there's, like, four major towns, and I'm in the, the first one you get to. But the reason... That's not because I'm slow at playing the game. I've been doing all the side stuff first, which I found out has made me slightly a little too overpowered. Uh-huh for the game right now because I just hit this boss in a sewer that I had to get to and I freaking wiped him so fast (laughs) like I'm talking I didn't even have to get behind cover I just stood up and emptied a clip and a half into him and he was done um and it's just because I'm I'm leveling up and really exploring and that's kind of working against me right now Uh uh-huh but it, it's still a, a fun game, and it's this game where you basically are just this human with superpowers fighting mutants, and I'm okay with that. I'm worried how long the novelty will last, but the the driving is very good. I, I'm really enjoying the art aesthetic. Um, it's you can, I don't really want to say it's Borderlands-y because it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is in that it's a deserted, a deserted wasteland, and you know, there's radioactive stuff and mutants and psychos, but there's a lot of really cool, bright color palettes, like, uh-huh. yeah, you know, pinks and bright greens and stuff. And there's like the way that the game tells you there's something that you can interact with it. Uh, there's usually like bright pink paint sprayed across it. Um, that's its tell that you can break this lock or you can push this elevator button, stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I I only have three of the guns unlocked and a couple of the powers unlocked right now. And they all feel very good. The guns, the gunplay, Chris, is where (laughs) this is where this game is getting me because the gunplay feels almost exactly as good as Destiny 2 and Destiny. It's there's a very satisfying pop when there's a headshot. So, you know, that an enemy is dead. Uh-huh. The the guns all feel weighty and you know not like they're swaying everywhere. Uh, got they, some, they got they got some girth. Yeah, it's and some of them have like alternate firing modes. Mm-hmm. So the pistol is a three round burst when you're not scoped in, but when you're scoped in, it's a single round, and okay. the the round is a little more powerful. The assault rifle's the same both ways, and the shotgun is a spread shot when it's scoped out. And it's a single slug with a knockback when it's scoped in. Okay. So I'm excited for like, there's like six more weapons I haven't gotten. Okay. <laughs> so I'm excited to see where, what else I can get. Um, and I'm, I'm now at the point where I'm thinking I'm going through the game a little too slow. So I'm going to try to speed up a little bit. And, but I have been just exploring and doing side stuff. And it's a good time. I, I really have been enjoying myself with it. Good. I'm glad you like it. Um, I uh, I beat the I played the first one, loved it, beat it, but the ending was just so bad. I... Like 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 speaking of stuff that ended horribly, the first rage man, the ending was so stupid. 
I, was so, it was so abrupt, and it literally, like, it, it it literally was like, man, these this 15, 20 hours I put in this game were pretty much worthless. I mean, store if you care about story, I mean, obviously, the enemy types and the different environments and the map, everything flowed really well in the first game. So I figured they could do it, and I figured they could do a second installment. But man, the first game ended so dumb. They did a very brief recap of the first game. <laughs> um, I imagine it's because the story is very brief and they didn't need to do much more than that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I it, it doesn't give you too much. You don't play as a character from the first one. I am kind of disappointed because I chose the female ranger thinking I would get to like change appearance and stuff like yeah. that. And But no, basically you just choose male or female and that's your voice for the rest of the game okay so you you mentioned something that was going to ask your your protagonist talks yes okay so see in the first game you have a silent protagonist the whole time uh do you have dialogue options at least or no uh to my you knowledge don't, you don't in this one i don't think like i, I literally think it was like 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 go to go to this spot and here's what you got to do um, mm. Which makes me pose the question because I'm thinking of a specific game where a silent protagonist is really appropriate. But when do you think it's appropriate to have a silent protagonist? Because typically, if I play a game and my character never says anything, I know, like, I notice it right away. And so it weighs in on me pretty much the whole experience. It's hard because one of my favorite video games has a silent protagonist, and I know it's one of your favorites. Yep. That and works, though. That's Bioshock. Yeah. And you can't really know, I mean, no spoilers, but the protagonist is such an important role in the twist itself that you can't really, the protagonist can't really talk, in a right. sense. Uh, I agree. Um, another one that comes to my mind is the first Dead Space. It's terrifying. In You're just in silence oh the whole gosh. game. Oh, my gosh. Are you silent in that one? Yes. Isaac doesn't talk in the first game at all. I still wish that second game didn't terrify me so much in the beginning. I gave up <laughs> because I did. I loved the first Dead Space. I really loved that game. I will forgive EA of all their trespasses if they'll announce a Dead Space four, but it's pretty much impossible <laughs> because they ruined Visceral. So. Well, they they disbanded them. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think your game has to be so compelling, either like in a psychological manner. Or in letting some kind of alternative medium tell the story to have a silent protagonist. Because, like, Division 2, which we'll talk about in a little bit, like, your protagonist literally just head nods at people. And, like, there's a scene where this lady's like, I need you to get my daughter. Like, they took her from me. Like, I need your help. Like, if you do this for me, I'll owe you any type of favor. And, like, your character literally just nods at her. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Did gotcha. you even hear me? <laughs> Yeah, the it's frustrating. Even Destiny has kind of broken away from that. So yeah. in Destiny Two, Forsaken, your character speaks, which is like the first time the whole game that your character speaks. Yes, and it's it's interesting. Uh, you know that the the silent protagonist role can really work, but not every character can be Ryan Gosling from Drive, and <laughs> it. It doesn't work that way. I mean, I, your silence makes me think you haven't seen that movie. Which which movie? Say it again. Uh, Ryan Gosling from Drive. Oh no, I've definitely seen Drive. Sorry. Yeah. Um, 
I, uh, I it must have it must have glitched out on here. Yeah, uh, Drive Drive's a weird movie to me. Yeah, people loved it, and I was like, I don't know, I, I felt it, like awkward. Like that's yeah. the only way I can it describe silent. it. Yeah, it was it was awkward. <sighs> so, what games have you played this weekend? Um. I've been uh, I've been feeling kind of mess, so I haven't played as much as I typically would want to. I booted The Witcher three up uh, less yesterday, and I've uh, been work I've been um, playing that. I think it's the only time it's appropriate when your wife asks you what you're doing and you say trying to bang this chick. Like playing The Witcher three, I think is the only time that that excuse is like valid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Mass Effect probably. I'm sure a lot of people uh, use that in mass effect yeah uh, it's just you know i almost want to write a book of like things i can say to my wife while playing witcher 3 that are like forgiven that right. aren't like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. um and then i i actually was finally able to uh, boot the division 2 back up and uh man i'm trying to i'm trying to itemize what i'm gonna say and kind of describe it to you so i do like ubisoft I will say when I went to E3 a couple years ago, Ubisoft was the only booth that like had their stuff in order. They had almost every game that was set to come. Like back then, like Far Cry Five was available to play. Skull Stick, and Bones. Skull and Bones. <laughs> Skull and Bones was able to play. Uh, Crew Two. Um, Fractured Butthole. Um, there was Assassin's Creed. I think it was Odyssey back then or Origins. I can't remember which one. You could play all those games, and so I, I, I had a, I had a newfound respect for Ubisoft after walking the show floor, and like so many companies were like, "Walk, uh, this is a demo walkthrough," and I'm like, "So I get to play the demo? Nope, you get to watch somebody play it." And it's like I could have stayed home in Florida and not traveled three thousand miles to see this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I had a newfound respect for them. But to kind of go, to kind of in the vein of what Seth said last week, literally, okay, so I. I beat the division two in the sense of I had no more main missions to play. And so I went to my map and I went to find the main missions that I had left. And my buddy's already beat the game like twice, man. He, he has so much time on his hands and he's like, that's insane. And he's like, um, yeah, yeah, we beat, you beat the main storyline. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, like all you got to do is like get rid of the three factions and then like the story the story's over right and right. like it didn't give me a cutscene to end the game like it didn't i didn't go back and talk to like the leaders of the regions it literally like the main missions were just done gotcha and i was like like for a game to for a game to like end and i didn't even know it technically ended like and I don't know, like some people would argue, well, the division's not built for the story, and I'd say you're absolutely right. But like, why I even mean, pu- why even put a campaign in then? Like, organize it to where it's just grinding. Yeah, it's that is it's kind of bonkers that there's this game, and I my my friend Zach, uh, Seth's brother, uh, he likes it. But I think he likes it for the re like you can go around like Washington DC and stuff. Um, but it's just so weird that that it doesn't seem like they're 
every time I'm watching him play it, there's no like, <laughs> there's no reason for him to do stuff. It's, no, I mean, it's, it's there's literally no, there's almost no reason to play the game other than how the game makes you feel as far as the fun factor. Right. Like, like border, like Borderlands Two. You literally start the game, and this villain says he has a diamond stallion, and he calls it Butt Stallion, and you're like, I'm in. Like right. I am sucked. Like I'm wrapped up. But it's like this game. Like when I would click on the missions, I wouldn't even like listen to what they were describing about the mission. It's literally just like, I don't know. It's almost like playing Killing Floor. It's like a more expansive Killing Floor. Like Killing Floor, you hop in. You destroy the the Zeds. You get the dosh, the money, and it it's fun because it's just you and your you and your homies like taking right. care of business. But like it's like for a, a game a game the scale of Division Two, and you could argue like Destiny didn't have a good story the first game, but the story in Destiny was better than the story in Division Two by far. Big yikes! <laughs> Big yikes! I mean, I would love for you to ask your was it Zach or yeah 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 Zach. Uh, I would love for you to ask Zach like if he felt like hey I know you play this game because you like the grind and you like just the setup and the environments were amazing. You get to go to the White House as your your central hub. That's awesome. The environments were amazing. I mean, there was one point where no, like it's a small spoiler. You get to go to like the different monuments and fight at the monuments. Gotcha. And so that was awesome. You get to go to like a national science museum. Like so the environments were very well thought out and the game runs well and you know the RPG elements are perfect, but it's like I don't even know why you even write a story, you know what I mean? Yeah. That especially if they're not going to wrap it up. No, yeah. And maybe, you know, the DLC has plans to go back to New York. So I'm not sure if the DLC is going to summarize the story. Like maybe they'll go to New York and wrap up or like expand. Because like the Division 1 story in my mind is better than Division 2 story for sure. Okay. Um, And I'm interested to see what Zach thinks. But uh, – and I like the Division 2. It's just uh, – it's, it's weird, man. It's hard to ex- – I'm having so such a hard time like explaining it. No, that's – I mean, trust me. We've – We've had some hard times explaining some of the video games we've played, and you're you're well within normality here. And I think I think they focus they're focusing on like the end game content as like the seller of the game, and then DLCs to maybe wrap up the story. Um, yeah, and I, I've, all the DLCs are going to be free. I'm for the first sure. year, first year. Yeah. Yep. So that would make sense if they like they decide that they're going to finish up this game and they're going to finish up the story with DLC and they justify it. Well, because it's free, it's fine. You know, that we're wrapping it up with the, the DLC. That makes sense. That makes sense. But it, it does make it unfair for the people that, uh, cause he's one of the people like you that have mainly played it single player and, oh, you know, played yes. it for the single player. Yeah. Big yikes. But, you know, it's a uh, division two also had some fun uh, happenings this week, so we can talk about that. In yes, a second. yes. Um, to, I'll end real quick with uh, I. Rem- I don't know if you guys remember. I talked like I talked about a long time ago how bad the writing was in Wildlands. I don't know if you remember me talking about it. I think it was so. a, it was atrocious. 
I'm so happy that they hired John Bernthal to be like the antagonist in that game. Oh yeah. I'm so excited. Like to me that means they've put some sort of effort into writing a script. He's actually in the the DLC that just dropped for yep, Wildlands. For Wildlands, yep. Yeah. Um but like dude, Wildlands is a like is atrocious. The writing's <laughs> atrocious. It's horrible. So I'm so excited that they put the money into such a great actor who literally like he's captivating in every role he's in. So I'm super excited. We'll see. All right. Um, so I do want to let everyone know Chris and I and even Seth are going to do an E3 preview episode where we <clears throat> do our every year we always do guesses at what will be at E3 and every year they're mostly wrong. And <laughs> I feel like that's part of the fun of it. So, that is part of the fun. So we're going to do an E3 preview episode. I don't want to commit to a date yet because I don't know what Seth's schedule looks like. And so it could be this weekend, it could be next weekend, but it will definitely be before we get like official stuff for E3. Yes. Besides what they've said is official already, which you know, we'll see. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited for E3 in general. I, I think love that E3, this, man. this year is going to be something special. The lack, I mean, the lack of Sony does suck. Like I was listening to our episode last week just because I like to try and get better, and I just like our content. And yeah, uh, not having Sony is a bummer. So I agree with you that not having Sony is a bummer, but I do feel like it might elevate the conference a little bit. Yeah, no, you're right. Because the other people will have feel like they can step up and really make some noise. If since Sony's out of the picture right now, you know yeah, what I it's, mean? Yeah, it's like Steph Curry goes down in the fourth quarter, <laughs> and whatever team he's playing, they're gonna they're gonna rise. Yeah, you know, because you have a chance at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, with that, let's get into what little news we have. A little, little bit shorter of an episode. Little, I, little. I really think that between the normal E three drought that we usually have every year and the Game of Thrones finale that gaming news just kind of took a halt for the week because End game they, John Wick yeah I mean, there's yeah. the the amount of pop culture content uh that's out right now is insane so whoo uh John Wick someone please play that John Wick game and tell me if it's any good i think there's it's a, a John... mobile game ooh but... dude if they could structure a John Wick game like the Hitman series, dude. Yeah, or like Mad Max ooh, or something. Ooh, ooh. That'd be solid. I'd play Wait. that. Huh. Um, so be on the lookout for the E3 preview episode. It yep. will be not a normal episode, so it'll come at a random time. Yep. So some E3 news, even though it's not really because we just said they're not going to be there. <laughs> Sony did go out of their way to confirm that Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us 2, and Death Stranding are all going to be coming to the base PS4. Yes. Which is nice of them to do. It's nice of them to confirm. I assumed it, mainly because they they were so vigilant and adamant while talking about the new PS4 that's saying 
making sure to say that there's going to be backwards compatibility. Okay. So I assumed that these games would technically be for PS4 also because they're going to be on both. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't mind, you know, props to GameStop. I didn't mind swapping out Last of Us for like a PS4 copy. I think it was like $30 if you if you trade your, you know, your PS3 copy in for the PS4 copy back when it first came out. I think that's what it yeah. was. It's like I I gave props to them. I mean, granted some people are like, "Well, that's $90, you idiot." But it's like, you know, being able to play it on your next-gen console was pretty cool. Also, what some people may not know is that GameStop does not make money off of games. Yeah, no, the, not their games. They lose money on consoles and games. I did. The we're gonna there there will be a sad day in the next. I'm gonna call five years unless someone can bail them out where GameStop doesn't exist anymore. It will be sad and probably true. Yeah, you're I probably mean, right. Their profit losses last year were I don't I don't know how it's sustainable. Yeah, it's it's part of it's also just part of the gaming industry as a whole. Absolutely, because they there's no money to be made on selling new stuff. No, um, they they get like three dollars I think off of new games. Yeah. After the sixty dollars they sell and consoles, they lose money on. Yeah, absolutely. That's why they're always trying to do add-on sales. For well, accessories. I mean, you and I both worked at Best Buy and we know what the discount was on games. It was literally nothing. It was like five dollars <laughs> yeah. if that. Yeah. Um consoles was literally you paid the exact same price. Yeah, they might have charged you more actually. Yeah. <laughs> if you put it in. <laughs> um But yeah, it's it's rough, but you know, we're we're getting there. Um so from software is working on an RPG. Bruh. And apparently George R. Martin has been consulting with them on it. Yes. So I do not think this is a Game of Thrones game. Huh, yeah. I, I don't think it is either. Because um, that, to me, that dude, he's not at. I, I, know, I don't think you like who I'm about to say. But he's not at Guillermo del Toro level, but he's close. And I feel like if you don't like Guillermo del Toro, you have to respect that the dude's a genius. And I right. think uh, George is close. So, like, getting him to consult on anything action fantasy related is, like, definitely a plus one. Yeah, he's he's a great author, Uh he definitely hasn't released anything visually like Guillermo yeah. has. So Guillermo's got him in the visual uh, aspect. Because he, George R.R. didn't even like, I mean, he consulted on Game of Thrones, but yeah. he didn't, you know. He wasn't making the big decisions. But, you know, From Software is definitely a company who could take his vision and put it into like a, a tangible thing. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for whatever they give us. Me too. So it's very early, I'm sure, but that it's being worked on. Um, the other piece, big piece of news we have is the Call of Duty. So not this coming Call of Duty that uh, everyone. It's rumored to be Modern Warfare Four, since yes. it's the new uh, 
gosh, Infinity, Infinity War. Yeah, the new Infinity War title. It's the yeah. new Infinity War. Title. It's unannounced, but at this point, you can just assume it's modern more another modern warfare. Yeah, it's safe to guess. Yeah. So, with that, you know everyone, because these everyone that loves Call of Duty is just hungry at the bits for whatever news they can get for Call of Duty. Absolutely. And the Call of Duty 2020 is in uh, is in flux right now. Yes. <laughs> apparently, whatever Raven and Sledgehammer were making, apparently it was set in the Cold War. Yeah. This is all thanks... Uh, Jason Schreier did a lot of digging for this story and found out that through some anonymous sources that... Raven and Sledgehammer's Call of Duty that was set during the Cold War has been shafted yeah. <laughs> and is going to... Basically, they're making Treyarch make Call of Duty 2020. Yes. And Raven and Sledgehammer will be set as basically a support studio for them right now. Which is very interesting that this is happening... Um, there was some reports, I guess, that the new Black Ops would also be a... The Black Ops 4, whenever it was Treyarch's turn, would also be a Cold War era game. Uh-huh. But it's very interesting that this is happening because there's been a lot of... I don't know if you've heard some of it, Chris, or seen it in the news, but a lot of people have been wondering what the heck is going to happen to Blackout when Modern Warfare 4 comes out, or whatever is the next Call of Duty. Yeah. And so a lot of theories are happening like, well, what if Blackout carries on to each game? Yeah. What if, you know, each game is going to have their own Battle Royale, which is a whole nother level of issues. Uh, um, so <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm not in – this isn't a topic I care too much about to piss people off. And I'm trying not to be Toxic Chris that I used to be, the Toxic <laughs> Chris of old. He's, he's long gone. Um, he's he only comes out when he really cares about something. <laughs> like when my kiddos are getting, you know, abused, Toxic Chris comes out. And that's not even toxic. It's just, you know, right. John Wick Chris, I guess, whatever you want to call it. But so many people love this game and I'm not sure why. <laughs> and I don't mean like they don't have like I can see the fun in the game. If you're really good at it or if you're just a, you know, a big fan, but even I, my series in the shooter genre is Gears of War. David knows that Seth knows that any person who knows me in real life knows that that's a question that they could get right about me. No problem. But, uh, judgment sucked and I, and I don't feel bad saying that like it, you can, you can, you can love something. And you can be critical of its nature. And maybe it's me, but I, 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 I've given Call of Duty a lot of my money because I support them. Because they, I will, I will clearly admit that there are a ton of great Call of Duty games. And I will clearly admit that they've, um, they've pushed people and been a catalyst for other gaming companies to do well. You know, there'd be no Apex, you know, hot take. There'd be no Apex without Call of Duty. There'd be no Fortnite without Call of Duty. Without somebody, you know, without Call of Duty doing what they did and revolutionizing the shooter genre, you know, these other games that we love so much wouldn't have come. But I don't, like, 
I guess to to circle back around, like, is it Activision who's just micromanaging these three studios? Because you would think with three different studios doing annualized releases in a pattern that you'd get content that differed. You know what I mean? So, so the the reason apparently, or one of the rumors is that they want to put they they weren't confident in the sledgehammer raven raven version yes and, they, and then sledgehammer uh, uh, i didn't mean to interrupt you i'm sorry sledgehammer and raven i believe were at disputes with each other as well like I that's think, i think I, there's some of that yes um, and then uh sorry to interrupt you again i'm sorry um i know that the two sledgehammer co-founders left last year right like the, yeah and and so activision i guess when they left spun it as like a, they have new positions and they were like, nah, fam, we're leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I didn't pay that close attention to that. Just doing the Um, digging, man, doing the, doing the detective Pikachu work. So the, I, I think that it also is that they wanted to put this game in the, because as you know, Chris, 2020 is going to be the first year of the new consoles. Yes. So you want you want your best foot forward with these new consoles. Absolutely. And Treyarch. I mean, I know that people love Modern Warfare and people love Infinity Ward. But Zombies and Blackout are killing it. Yeah. And Black Ops 4 killed it. Uh-huh. So what do you want to do when new consoles hit? Black Ops 5. <laughs> yeah. And I'm hoping that it's five slashes in a row <laughs> instead of four slashes with a dash through it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I think this could be a good thing, but it also is very interesting that they are doing this kind of upheaval because it's there's a lot of development time that goes into this stuff. And now... Yeah. Oh, yeah. As the as as we as gamers have become more aware to what kind of hell making games can do to you, I'm worried about the crunch time that's going to have to go yeah. into this game. It's way more <laughs> you, like the the uh, what's the word? Just the the trouble the troubles like gaming is troublesome. Like being in the industry is troublesome. I was trying to think of something more profound, but it wouldn't come out. I had brain fart, and it's also more transparent to us as consumers like we know way more than we probably should but it's also a good thing because you know humanity like on humanitarian efforts we can hopefully help change some of the things that are going on and you're absolutely right like this a whole like basically activision calls calls infinity ward and they basically say or called calls treyarch excuse me and they basically say, hey, uh, you now have a game to produce for brand new consoles in two years' time. Not and, even. And you have to keep up support and finish up your work on Black Ops 4. Yeah. Because all the DLC which, is stuff isn't out. Which isn't even either. a year old. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, have fun. Have fun doing it. So, can we... Do we do we start to question Activision now? Because I mean, Bungie pieced out, and literally, from what I read from the different tweets and the different, uh, oh, they the, threw a party. 
Yeah, they, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that that's a good way to say it. They did not care. No remorse. You know, there was four weddings and no funerals. So I, do we I, circle back to Activision is, you know, becoming the next EA? I mean, I don't know if they're that bad yet, but they are doing a lot of. How do I put it? A lot of like shady business yeah. practices like the they were part of the giant layoff scandal. Yep. Scandal. But. Um, you know, I don't know if that, that's a scandal. It's more of a tragedy, to be yeah, honest. Absolutely. But you know, they're they're they were part of that, and I listened to that earnings call, and they didn't even care about the layoffs. They just yeah. cared that Call of Duty wasn't going to sell as well that they yeah as they thought, and uh, it was very sad. Actually, I mean, yeah, it was, it's all sad. very sad. And they, dr- they drove Skylanders into the ground. I mean, I know people are going to laugh when they hear me say that, but. Like that franchise was so lucrative at one point, like it was unbelievably lucrative, and they just to me they wanted more. I stopped playing and collecting when you now had to have pieces of things to make a complete vehicle or whatever. And I was like, dude, I've already given you probably guys you're gonna throw up thousands of dollars, and now you, you did give them a lot of your money. Now, and I had I had a blast, and the kids loved it, and I used it as a, a platform for social skills and introduction to gaming, and I don't regret the money invested because seeing the faces of the kids and seeing them work together and play together, uh, you know, cliche, but it's priceless. You can't put a price on it. But I would have stayed involved had it not, you know, had it not been to where they they were saturating it. And then games like Starlink that you said you really liked can't can't hang because of you know the the what what Activision did to the genre basically, right? And that's just me. So it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, we'll see. Activision's making some choices, and we'll see what eventually becomes of them because they're putting a lot of pressure on the studios they still have under their control. And it's not very good. <laughs> yeah. But um, other than that, small bit of news, uh, The Sims 4 is free right now. So yeah, go which is awesome. get it for free. Uh, there's articles on how to get it. I didn't fully read on that. So go. And you, and you made an interesting point about why it might be free. Yeah, we're we... probably going to get a new one announced. Yeah, we'll probably get a new one. Uh, and and you know people love those Sims. Andrea will probably buy the new <laughs> Sims like three, four years after this one comes out. Yeah, that's what she <laughs> does. <laughs> and you know, it'll be as it is. But this is a uh, this is a shorter episode, but that's fine. We're we're kind of in the drought. Look forward to the you know E three preview episode where we make all of our guesses and hope they're correct. They really won't be. crossing my fingers for Fable Four, but uh, now okay, no, that okay, stop. That is a more realistic expectation than what I come up with. <laughs> okay, well, tell that to Seth who thinks I'm crazy. No, every dude, time I, I guess think, it. no, dude, <clears throat> I think I think it's the year, dude. Mike, dude, Microsoft is gonna literally bring the house down. Like yeah, they're, they're gonna try to. Okay, and I'm you know me, dude. I'm 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 not a Sony fanboy, but you could mistake me for one. 
Like I've got the t-shirt, but I don't have the VIP membership. So, and I gave mad props to Microsoft last year because they killed it. Right. And like you said, with Sony out of the picture, they're like, oh boy, oh boy, po' boy, you watch this. Yeah. You let, you watch this bird, you watch this little bird fly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it'll, it'll be fun. I'm excited. So stay tuned. And with that, we will see you next week. Bye. Peace out, everybody.